0: Kia ora Hey! How you doing? You guys doing alright? I'm hoping so. I really am. I really am. You're looking good though. Come on in. Finish your coffees. Guzzle them down. Come on in. let stand our feet this morning, church. keen runners are currently not here. They're running around the bridges. Hope they're praising and worshiping as they go. Wherever we would never be like Jesus. We should have told them. No, we have. Millions of times.
1: <laughs>
0: Wherever you're running. We're going to praise God this morning.
1: Amen. All
0: right, here we go. out to outkill you God will this place again with your song flood our thoughts with wonder and awe give us the grace of never changing God to all we want and all we what see who we will see like never before give us a greater goodness. give us a greater goodness of never-changing god to all we want and all we need to all we want and
1: all we need is found in you found in you jesus every
2: Activate Church. If this is your first or second time with us, we give you a very warm welcome. As you leave the auditorium on your right hand side, you'll find a visitor's desk with some packs there, so feel free to help yourself to that. So, Church, can we put our hands together to welcome our guests this morning? Fantastic. Wonderful to have you with us. Who's had a birthday or a wedding (coughs) anniversary over the last week? Any birthdays, wedding anniversaries? Join me down the front. Wow, Jay, yes, congratulations! Very good, congratulations, buddy. Well done, wow, Colin, as well. It's really a family for you. Come on through, Cornel Brian. Happy birthday, Colin. Can, can we ask how many or not? 75. Let's give it up for Colin this morning. That is fantastic. Congratulations. We won't ask Cornel, I'm sure it's only 21. Yeah, Brian, it's probably just 21 plus five. Wedding A wedding anniversary, oh that's what, 24 years. Well, let's give it up for Brian and Gail. It's fantastic. So church, why don't you stand with me as we declare this wonderful prayer of blessing over these wonderful people. So here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity and protection over them this year activate your love and goodness through each one in jesus name amen let's give them a big hand wonderful congratulations to you all well i've got some highlights for you church yeah here we go so here's the pink highlight it's for the ladies Yeah, it's a pink highlight. So tomorrow, 7.30pm, we have Keep Calm and Plan for Christmas. It's going to be a wonderful time. So ladies, if you haven't signed up, please go to the Hub after this gathering. 730 tomorrow evening, you'll have a wonderful time. Bring a friend along, it's going to be fantastic. So enjoy, it'll be very, very good. On the 20th of November, for those that are new at Activate Church, we have what is known as Activate DNA. It's after the 10.30 gathering, and it's a time for you to find out more about how things fit and function at Activate Church. You'll learn about the Acts movement and our relationship to that, and all a number of other things. It's a wonderful time, plus you'll have the opportunity to meet other new people. So I really encourage you to be part of that if you haven't been to one before. And on Sunday the 27th, turn to your neighbor. There's no 9 a.m., there's no 10.30 gathering, it's 10 a.m. only. Okay, what time is it, 10 a.m. only? Good, and immediately after the 10 a.m. gathering, we have a volunteers' celebration lunch together. It's gonna be a wonderful time of celebrating a great year and honoring one another. So encourage you to be all part of that. This evening, the gathering is in the youth hall behind us. So you won't be able to come through the front doors in the foyer, go around the back of the facility, and there you'll see the youth hall, and that will be fantastic. And at the end of our gathering this morning, we'll be receiving our vision offering. Isn't that cool? You're in for a real treat. Pastor Sharon She had a fantastic message this morning, so I'm looking forward to hearing that again. And I'm sure you're going to really enjoy that too. So how are you doing, kids? How you doing, kids? Okay, yes, but you're looking good. Do you think I'm looking good? Wow, you're looking—you've grown, you guys. Man, you really—I've been away for ten weeks, and some of you have really shot up. So that's fantastic. Well, guys, you have an awesome time. So those that are five and over, out that way. Those that are five and under, out that way. So church, let's give them a hand. Appreciate the leaders and all the hard work that they do. It's fantastic. Who enjoys worshiping God? Isn't that a good thing to do? It brings a smile to our Father's face. And I think He really, in fact, I know He really enjoys it when His kids just declare their praise and their worship for the awesome God our God is. He is so, so good isn't he? So let's jump to our feet. Thank you, Caleb and team.
3: Awesome. So good to go. Have you guys in the house of God this morning? I'm missing a beautiful song. And um, this week, God just kind of really gave me this picture that um, the people that don't know Him yet, um, they've become so conditioned to the darkness as in like, Jesus brings light. God brings light. Without God, there is no light. And those that don't know Him yet are in the darkness and I um, had this picture that if all these lights in here were turned off initially we'd be like oh my gosh we're in the dark but after a while we'll become conditioned to the dark and we'll become to be able to see very well in the dark and be able to see things around us and see people and make out what's going on and so often as us as Christians, we can think, why can't they see, why can't they see? And there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about um, that the enemy has blinded the eyes and veiled the eyes so they cannot see um, the salvation that God has given them. So as we worship this morning, let us be ha- come with grateful hearts that God has taken the veils from our eyes that we can see. And then let's also worship from a place that God we desire that our city would have the veils taken off their eyes so that they can see what Jesus has given all of us. Amen. So let's sing and let's worship. Let's fix our eyes on Him this morning because He's the only one that can do that. Thank you, Jesus. sing it to him this morning.
4: Your
0: praise to God. Thank you for giving us life. Verbalizer. it. Thank you. Get it, it out of your heart and into the Thank air. Come on. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. The one that we you praise, Lord. The truth praise Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank Glorify God. you. God. We, honor Thank you. we honor you. It's we are God. here for you. It's we praise God. you, Lord. We declare you are Lord above God. all things. You. you are worthy of all praise. Amen. Praise you, Praise, you, Praise you, Lord. 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 Scripture. A scripture comes to mind right now that we say a lot around here, but but it's about comes to steal, kill and destroy but I come to they have life life in all its fullness yeah yes one day the completeness of that the complete fullness of that but today today life in all its fullness life here in you life in your family life in the city Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Sing, this is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Expectation is a good thing. Whatever expectation you brought this morning, though, good or bad or whatever, whatever it is, let's just surrender that to God right now. So let's just surrender that to God right now and just fully focus on Jesus this morning. Let's worship Him face to face, eye to eye, you need to come out in the middle, or in your seats, whatever arrangement you need to sort of position you need to take up, to do that, you do that now, if that's you. Let's surrender all this morning, let's worship Him. Oh, to Jesus I surrender, Lord, I am my friend. like right now there's there's some people kind of wrestling with stuff having a bit of a struggle about surrender of everything and not everybody but some of you some of you are going ah what does that even what does that mean well you need to ask Jesus about that what does that mean what does that mean for you what are you holding on to what are you holding on to that's distracting? It's pulling you away. Because we want to be in harmony with what God's saying. We're going to be making that music, right? And we're struggling away with laying ourselves down That. bit. That causes a dissonance, doesn't it? That causes a struggle and a a funky sound. So let's stand before our God for a minute. We'll just play a little bit of music a couple of times. Stand or get on your knees or whatever you want to, whatever you feel to do. We'll focus. Let's spend some time with our Lord. loves you so much he's got his arms open in fact they're already around you they're already around you, holding you praise you Lord
4: Jesus is your potential it's a matter of saying Lord I'm going to let you take me where you're going to take me in life I give my my world to you and because you probably haven't achieved a whole lot yet but it's the potential of what you think you can achieve and the direction you do want to go and Jesus wants us to give him our potential so I encourage you to do that well it is good to see you very good don't sit down quite yet let's pray Father bless Donald Trump President Trump, Father, we bless America in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that you know what's going on. Nothing phases you. And Lord, I pray that your hand would be on that man as he leads that great nation into the future in Jesus' name. Father, bring the right people around him, the people that he needs to do a great job of leading that nation, we pray. And Father, we choose to speak great things over him. We choose to speak great things over the nation. We honour him. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. It was quite a week, wasn't it? It's the All Blacks' fault. They all started by losing. Don't tell me what happened today. I don't know. No, don't. Oh, thanks. Who said that? I Ted, don't tell me that. Everything wants me, in me wants to call you a plonker right now, but I'm not going to. Never heard that. Mm. It was quite a week, though, wasn't it? It was quite a week. Thank you so much, team. Great, great, leading us. Fantastic. Well, I want to speak into a number of things today. Uh, well, actually, I want to speak into one thing. I've spoken about a number of things recently, and I want to tie the ends together for you. Um, I'm speaking about our vision as a church. I'm speaking, uh, talking to the vision offering again today. Um, and my desire, the result I'm looking for, is that 100% of us give to the vision offering. 100%. Now, I'm not going to prescribe how much you need to give. That's up to you. Uh, but, but my desire is that 100% of us are on board because God's got something great for us to do, and we need to be on board together to achieve great things. So before I go any further, I'm going to play you a video clip just to provoke you a little bit. And uh, if we could have that, would be great. Thank you
5: so you want to hear my life story my friend you don't have the time but I will give you a glimpse just a glimpse into what it's like to be me I've travelled the world I've been around I've seen all kinds of things, made many friends. I've made fortunes, and lost them. I've forged nations, and i brought them down. You name it, I've done it. At the heart of it all, though, it's really about you and me. Because if you want something, it's on me. That's what I do. And I've discovered that there are basically two kinds of people. There are those who use me for their own benefit. And then there are those who are more interested in helping others. People less fortunate than themselves. My question is, what is your relationship going to be with me? Wasteful or productive? Because in the end, it's up to you. I'm in your hands. It's always been that way. Always will be.
4: We've got a very talented man in our church, Jonathan, who created that video. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Well, I want to speak at three things today. The first miracle of the day is I've got three points. How often does that happen? Really? I've got three points this morning. Number one is this, to receive a harvest, first a seed must be sown. To receive a harvest, first a seed must be sown. Secondly, the power of unification or agreement is spectacular. And thirdly, every vision or dream presents more questions than answers. So we start with a seed, and we want to see it turn into a vision. We want to see it come to pass as a vision that we see. So number one, to receive a harvest, first a seed must be sown. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow Into a plant, unless it first dies. And what you put in the ground is not the plant you will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you're planting. Then God gives it the new body He wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Have you noticed that the seed doesn't look like the harvest? Does it? It doesn't look like the harvest. In fact, it looks quite different. If I was to ask you what these are, what would you say? Seed. Boy, that was clever. Give me a bit more. A seed. Let me tell you. A peach tree. The seed looks nothing like the harvest, does it? Nothing like it at all. What about this? No. Google told me they were not pumpkin seeds. (laughs) And I believe Google, not you lot. (laughs) The seeds look nothing like the harvest at all, do they? Nothing like. But a seed must be planted in order to get a harvest. An apple seed must be planted to get an apple. An orange seed must be planted to get an orange. What I have noticed, however, and I've got to say that looks very, very nice, is that without a seed, there is no harvest, but often you find the seed at the heart of the harvest. The seed produces, without good seed, you don't get a good harvest. It's that simple. It's got to be good seed. It's got to be quality seed. And uh, our vision offering this year is simply a seed. It's planting a seed in the ground in the direction that God's taking us as a church, believing that it will produce a harvest. And um, so I'm desiring quality seed. That's what I'm looking for. I'm desiring seed that's pure, that's generous, that's faith-filled, that's God-reliant, and that's owned by everybody. That's what I'd like to see, the seed that we go forward. Mark chapter 4 says this. This is Jesus talking. He said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through and then the heads of wheat are formed. And finally the grain ripens. As soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with his sickle. A seed is planted and it turns into something that will be harvested at due time. Point number two, the power of unification or of agreement is spectacular. It's absolutely spectacular. Matthew chapter 18 says, I also tell you this if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. I'm among them. Unity is powerful. And I think one of the greatest examples of unity in the Bible is Jericho, the account of what happened at Jericho. But before we go there, in 1831, uh, the troops were marching in England. Troops were marching in step across a suspension bridge near Manchester when the bridge collapsed on them. And it's said that it collapsed because the power of the unified movement causes, causes vibration It causes resonance different things. If you're an engineer, I guess you understand all that. But it caused such great power that the bridge collapsed. And apparently since that time, they've said to troops that when they cross a bridge, they're not to mark and step. They're to break cadence, I think is the correct word, as they go across the, as they go across the bridge. and uh, uh, Because that's the sort of thing that could happen. Because the power of unity is so great when they're all in step together. I can remember when I was... 13, 14, I used to play in the Hamilton Citizens Brass Band, and I remember going off to the national championships in Wanganui. and this particular year, I th- I've got a vague recollection of the picture, um, I think we were inside like a horse racing track, and they did a mass band, and they filled up that whole area with brass bands, just hundreds of people, and then we all played together And as we played, I can remember the ground moving under my feet. Just the power of unity, the power of everyone doing the same thing at the same time. Not about uh, the same thing at the same time just for the sake of it, but it had incredible power in it. And that is a little bit of the story of Jericho. Joshua chapter 6 reads like this. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assigned seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the horns, with the ram's horns, started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the men marched in front of the priests with horns and some behind the ark with the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded them. Not a single word from any of you. Until I tell you to shout, then shout. That's miracle number one. You've got a nation marching around a city and they're not allowed to talk. If I asked you, not to say a word until five pm tonight, all of you. Come on. That's however many miracles there are in this room, all at once. They they did not what what I like about one of the things that really speaks to me is it was as much about what and when they did say it as what they didn't say. There's power in holding our tongue sometimes. There is a lot of power in holding our tongue sometimes. And when they shouted, he said, When I say shout, you shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. This time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priest sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared, for she protected our spies. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction, or you yourselves will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, and iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram horns, they shouted. As loud as they could, suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. What an amazing story of unity. The unity of a sound, of purpose, of a sound that literally brought the walls down of a, of a town. There is incredible power when we're unified. There is incredible power in unified agreement. When we're in this thing together, to accomplish our vision that God's given us as a church. Actually, I gave these out last week. If you never, or well, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about what the vision was in length. But if you haven't got one, why don't you hold up your hand? And Ray and Jan and Wendy, thank you, Wendy. We'll just come and give you a, a brochure quickly. There's also a thing in the foyer, and because I'm not explaining it again today, but it's in here. Our local vision for our local church to accomplish our vision requires unified response of faith and also buy-in we need everybody involved every person involved so that it would come to pass for israel buying in looked like don't say a word it looked like marching it looked like shouting and then it looked like capturing the city. For us, at this point in time, it looks like sowing a seed. It looks like sowing a seed in our vision offering. And it's about being unified. It's about everyone. It's not about how much you give. The thing is, we all need to be on board. That's what it's about. Third thought. Every vision or dream presents more questions than answers. I don't know about you, but when I think about uh, where God's taking us, what He wants to do, I can click into all the questions immediately. More questions than I've got answers for. But our report is vital. What we say has incredible power. Researchers tell us that tipping point, that's when the voice of the minority becomes louder than the voice of the majority happens generally between, not always, but generally it happens between 10 and 20%. People will get on board. So our report is really important. What we say is very, very important because it creates an environment where things, it creates a tipping point where things can happen. In the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 13, from verse 25, we read about the scouts or the spies that were sent out from Israel into the promised land they were to report back what they found it says this after exploring the land for 40 days the men returned to moses and aaron moses aaron and the whole community of israel at kadesh in the wilderness of paran they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land if you remember in the chapter before they took they talked about the fruit from the land they talked about how a, a bunch of grapes took two men to carry a bunch of grapes. That's a big bunch of grapes. Uh, the, the fruit They're taken from the land. There was, uh, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it was indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified, We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Amorites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb, he tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them we felt like grasshoppers, and they that's what they thought too. Then the whole country, or sorry, the whole community began weeping aloud. And they cried all night. Their voices rose in great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us from, uh, to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted against themselves. Sorry, then they plotted ag- among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jeb, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Unfortunately for Caleb and Joseph, uh, Joshua, they didn't quite reach tipping point. The 10 won the day. The, the words, the report of the 10 won the day. So, my question this morning to you would be What is your report? When you look ahead, when you look at what God's wanting to do, because we have a vision, He's given us something to do, what is your report? Are you stuck on all the questions? We can see the promised land. And if you're like me, you can probably see a lot of gaps. But what's your report? What is your report? You see, you have a choice. Your report is either faith or it's unbelief. There's only two choices. Joshua and Caleb brought a report of belief. Our God is possible. Our God is able. Our God can do anything. If God is saying we can take the land, we can take the land. The report of the 10 was unbelief. Was unbelief. They just saw the problems. Ah, we can't do this, they're too big. There's that bit there that you go, how did they know this? They go, um we even saw giants in the land. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. How did they even know what they thought? Tell yourself all sorts of that's a report of unbelief. We have the same choice. But here's the deal the choice is yours. The choice is yours. No one's got your arm up the back. No one's saying you must make this report or you must make that report. The choice is entirely yours. But can I caution you? Be careful because the report of the 10 was a seed. They planted a seed. So did the voice of the two. But the majority went with the voice of the 10. And they planted a seed. It was a seed of unbelief that was planted. And when it manifested itself, or when it grew through to harvest, it looked like a whole generation not entering the promised land, wandering around and around in the desert for 40 years. Oh, but it was only the opinion of 10 people. It was. It was the opinion of 10 people having a bad day and talking unbelief, saying it, declaring it, winding people up. This can't happen because... 10 people, yet as it started to grow and as it started to mature, that turned into a harvest of a whole country. Only two people of that whole generation that were living made it to the promised land. And that was the two, funny enough, that had the good report. So the choice is ours. We either make a report of belief or of unbelief. What does a positive or a belief report look like, well, for us right at the moment, it looks like our vision offering. That's what it looks like. It looks like our vision offering. And again, I'm not saying how much you need to give to it. I really want you to hear this because we're all at different stages of life and everything else. It's not like your arms up, your back going, oh, we've got to give all this to it. You might want to really sow big time into it. Well, that's great. I'm all for that. You've got to spare 100,000 in your pocket, spare a million sitting around, put it in it. You won't find a better use than than seeing the, the vision of God come to pass. But for me, it's just as important if you've got 10 bucks. Well, even that might be a stretch some days. But can I encourage you to sow it in because it's a seed. It's a seed of belief. You know, in the Scripture, the most famous offering in the Scripture is the widow's mite. It's probably the smallest offering in the whole Bible. But it was about a heart of belief that said, you know, here we go, here we go, here we go. And that's, that's what I'm asking for. That's what I believe God's looking for at this point in time from us, is that we are sowing a seed that will become a great harvest in the future. 100% buy-in. That's what that video at the start was about. And the offering's good because it's tangible. It's tangible. It's tangible. It's not just a, oh yeah, that's a good idea. It's like that's a good idea, or that's a good. I- no, how do you do that? Doot. Good idea. Whatever. It's a good idea. Actually, I I'd better show you how you can give. Eh? That's good. That's what it was about. I've um, just as a, as a sort of a sideline, I've noticed um, as I've journeyed through life that poverty versus people who would consider they're wealthy doesn't actually have a lot to do with how much money they've got. It's all about the attitude they carry. And what I've noticed is that actually people who are poverty are controlled by, uh, would call struggling with poverty are controlled by money. But people who would consider themselves wealthy, depending irrelevant how much money they've got, control their money. It's, it's a flip. It's an interesting observation to make sometime. So my desire is that every one of us is involved. Now, you could sit there and go, man, they just want to build buildings in bits and pieces. This isn't about buildings. I've been around long enough in church and worked with enough buildings to know that buildings can be a blessing, but my goodness, they can be a pain in the backside as well. This is not about buildings. This is about people. Our whole vision is about people. It's about the people of Hamilton. Did you know that the crime statistics in our neighbourhood just up the road are worse than South Auckland? Not many people know that. It's, it's It's a fact. Just up the road. South Auckland. Just up the road and our vision is about people. Our vision is about helping people. Our vision is about seeing people rise. Our vision is about seeing people equipped. Our vision is about seeing people given hope. Our vision is about giving practical helps to people. But at the end of the day, our vision is about relationship. Our our vision is about relationship with Jesus Christ because there is no greater hope than relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the greatest hope Somebody cannot walk with genuine, pure peace in their life without relationship with Jesus Christ. And whilst we can do all we can while we're here, this is about eternity. That is what it's about. So are we doing it with strings attached? Are we going to walk? No, it's not about strings attached. It's about helping people. It's about loving people. It's about blessing people with the ultimate desire that people connect with Jesus Christ because that is the ultimate answer for any person. Any person, I don't know where you're at today, but perhaps you've come in this morning and you're not in relationship with Jesus Christ. It is the ultimate for your life. You get to walk in relationship with your Creator. Your best life is lived when you're in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why He went to a cross. That's why he died. That's why he was risen again from the dead. That's why we're told that if we believe in our heart that he lived, that he died, that he rose again and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be saved. Saved means we are connected with God. Saved means we step into a relationship with God, not only for this life, but for all eternity. The only way you can know real hope in your world is through relationship with Jesus Christ. The only way you can live with ongoing peace in your world is through relationship with Jesus Christ. The only way you can look forward to eternity with security and true hope is through Jesus Christ. And you may have come in here this morning and, you know, you're not in relationship with Him. Well, I would love just a moment to give you the opportunity to step into relationship with him. Maybe you've come in this morning and you were once walking closely with him, but for whatever reason, you've stepped way back from there. Well, perhaps today is the day for you to step up again. Go again. It's what the prodigal son is all about in the scripture. The prodigal son stepped away and then he came home And when he came home, he walked into the arms of a loving father. He was not accused. He was not questioned. He was embraced. Maybe that's you today. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. If you want to say yes to Jesus. And it could be for the very first time. Or it could be today that you're coming home. You're going, Jesus, let's go again. Jesus, I choose you. Can I ask you to bow your heads, please, just for a moment? So <clears throat> I said, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you're saying yes to Jesus. And it could be for the first time. That's fantastic. Or today, it could be coming back home saying, I've just got to get back in the right place. I've got to go again. That's fantastic, too. And when you lift your hand, you're not signalling to me as much as you're signalling to God but I want to be able to say well done to you the Holy Spirit will be stirring some at the moment often as he does that our stomach could be churning a bit or our hearts could be thumping or hands are sweaty often his way of saying, come on, you need to respond, you need to act now you need to make a gesture because he's done everything he can toward us just one moment I'm going to get you to lift your hand if that's you this morning if you know you need to say yes to Jesus can you give me a wave right now please let me see your hand Going to wait a few seconds, so be bold. Thank you, that's awesome. Seen one hand so far. I believe there's at least a couple more. Be bold. Fantastic. Scripture tells me that when one person gets right with God, the angels celebrate. Well for me that's a party in heaven. So why don't we give the person a great big hand this morning? Be fantastic. Well Father, I thank you that you've given us something to do. I thank you that we don't have to come up with ideas because you've made it extremely clear to us over the years what it is that you've got in front of us to do. And Father, I ask this morning that you would stir each one of our hearts. My prayer, Lord, is that 100% of us would be on board. My request, Jesus, or my desire is that we will leave a legacy, a kingdom legacy in our city, one that touches the nation and the nations of the world. But we would leave a kingdom legacy. That would be as you have seen. And that would have your smile all over it. And that would see many, many, many thousands of people come to know you as Lord and Saviour in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, let's give
2: Pastor Sheridan a hand. Fantastic. Thank you. Isn't the vision exciting? It really is. And we now have the opportunity to receive our vision offering, and uh, so I want to encourage us, as Pastor Sheridan has said, it's not about the amount, it's about making a contribution. If you're visiting today, I want you to feel completely free without any sense of obligation towards this, but if Activate Church is your family home, then we're family and we're part of what God is doing in this city to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And this is the moment for such a moment as this, such a time as this. So I think it's incredibly exciting. And uh, I'm reminded of a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 21. And it goes on that the Lord your God is among you. And He is a great and awesome God. And God is among us to express His greatness, to express His awesomeness. And guess what? You and I have the privilege of partnering. And expressing that. So that whenever, wherever, we're like Jesus. I was going to say Jess. (laughs) That's my daughter's name. But no, it's whenever, wherever, like Jesus. Isn't that good? So let's pray as we receive this offering. Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is to sow into this offering. To sow into vision, Lord. To sow into the God idea that maybe, just maybe, Jesus is nicer than what He thinks He is. Maybe, just maybe, this city will discover that God is good, God is for them, and God loves them. Maybe, just maybe, people can discover that God heals sickness. And people can find new life And people can find the forgiveness of sins. And people can have an incredible assurance that when this life is over, they're going to enjoy it in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Father, thank you for that wonderful vision that we can partner with you. And Father, I thank you that, Lord, the reality is we can only do it on this side of eternity. It is not possible to win people to Christ on the other side. It is not possible to see the sick healed on the other side of eternity because everybody's in perfect health and so father I pray thank you for the opportunity on this side to make a difference and everyone said amen so you can give into the bag you can give via F pass you can give by push pay and uh, you can also give by registering your details in the card in the seat pocket in front of you Is't that cool? Well mums and dads